you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast does not advertise on other podcasts. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by New Era. My name is Dan Hansis. Joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. We have some football to talk about this morning, and isn't that exciting, Mr. Sessler? <laughs> it is. Wes and I were here last night covering these games, and I, I kind of feel like I missed the vibe of uh, covering six or seven games all at once. It was quite fun. I think um, DJ Moore's catch and run, uh, where he looked like per- Percy Harvin, really put me in the football movie there for you the go. first time all year. That's like the flow of the preseason. Like two tweets stand out to me with the preseason. There's – there's like 17 different days where people are like, football is back. Like it's <laughs> there's all these different – it's like now they're tackling. Now they're at OTA. Now they're, last night was one of those nights. And then the, another one was just kind of like the flow of the preseason. You're always excited for the first week. And then the, by the time you get to the third week, which is actually the one that matters – then people really aren't paying that close attention. Well, the novelty wears just, out very quickly but with, it was, with August football. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, how, how, was, how did Mark West, how did Mark handle the newsroom yesterday? I thought he handled it really well. That's good. Really was That's not, a good sign. It's a good was start. not annoyed, was not on edge. I saw people even come to him. And you know how he doesn't like people no. like wanting to do water cooler talk about the Browns? Nope. He handled it well. People stopped by, and he wasn't like – you didn't see him noticeably on edge or anything. No, he didn't. He wasn't tense in the shoulders. No, I thought Mark yeah. handled it very well. I think the, new, the newsroom happy. in general was well-behaved for the most part last night. There were some disruptions this morning that felt like they were more <laughs> on your radar. Uh, there is, I will say, there are um, one or two new found presences in our newsroom that, I, that, are, on, that are on my radar. List, just to monitor. On to your monitor. radar in a big way. And, in fact – Though these these Am new I people, alone? and I, I think it. Listen, <laughs> let's keep it real. It's really one person, and I think without saying who it is, that person better hope this Brown season does not go sideways. 
they better. <laughs> There's a lot riding on a lot of things. Uh, to <laughs> your point, Greg, and, and, and to just speaking about the excitement of actual football, even if it doesn't count, this from Lindsey Rhodes. we got to get back in the studio um, of NFL Network. The top 17 U.S. trends right now are NFL-related for preseason games in which almost no starters are still playing. So people like football, despite some people like to lead you in, in, in a different direction. People don't like football as much anymore. People no longer are into football. They, they've changed their viewpoint on football. Football's okay. I did see four or five trends centered around regular season Major League Baseball in there too, though. It was, what, after the 17? No, I'm kidding. I oh. did not see anything about baseball. You know what was? Because it's the top 17. No, I'm saying that. Yeah. 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 I was suggesting that actually five of those, you know, some baseball snuck in, no baseball snuck in. You know what was noticeable by its absence? Through four or five hours in the newsroom last night covering all these games, I didn't hear the helmet roll once. Hmm. That's, That's a good, good. point. That's nice. Not one there was, time. Maybe it was a Hall of Fame thing. and then There was like, an ejection, which I think right. if it had happened on the Hall of Fame game, it would have stood out. But you're right. There wasn't even – What was one, the ejection? Uh, for, for using the Thomas. Shamarco Thomas. And Frank Reich of the Colts said after the game that was absolutely the right call. Right. We shouldn't have hit like that. We'll have to teach him up, it coach se- him up. It seemed like a pretty clear call, but it's just something new that – Someone would get kicked out of the game for a hit. Okay, so we're going to keep it simple here. There were 12 games played on Thursday night. Never heard of such a preseason night. I think this <laughs> is, is a the first lot. thing. My beloved Jets play tonight, and I guess a, a small handful of other teams will as well. But most teams played on Thursday, so we're just going to go through each of the games and share, uh, first and foremost, the final score and just kind of a, take a look at where the standings are in the preseason, who's out to a hot start. Uh, who maybe is all of a sudden in a sneaky must-win place entering week two. So let's just get into it. Let's go through each game, and uh, we'll start. Why don't we hit up one of the big rookie hot shots? So let's go to Buffalo, where the Carolina Panthers and Buffalo Bills began their preseasons. And you know what? Uh, even before the game, some fireworks. You know, you got hard knocks and, and all that excitement. But how about a little buzz between Cam Newton and Kelvin Benjamin? A um, reporter happened to be was lucky enough to be on the field right when Cam approached Kelvin Benjamin. Cam had a look of, you know, a bit of a look of confrontation and stuck his hand out, and Benjamin kind of blew off the handshake. Uh, so this, of course, comes after uh, Benjamin had badmouthed Cam and, and said he essentially was holding his career back. So fun little saucy soap opera there to get into this game. <laughs> I, I thought Cam handled it well. I, I liked seeing that. Yeah. And uh, – I noticed that he Benjamin can- did not handle it. No, well. he didn't. I noticed Cam surprised just, him. I think it was a Cam sneak just attack. Casually dismissed the uh, third player hanging on the periphery. I think it was Thomas mm-hmm. Davis. It was Thomas. It? Yeah, he just that's an NFL him. man of the year. He was like, yeah. "Get out of here!" Get, yeah, he's Davis. like, "Get out of here!" You know, you know, this confrontation is coming. And I thought Cam handled it well. He handled it strongly. And and Kelvin Benjamin sort of danced around and tried to get away. Well, and it's if you're Benjamin, you started this right. publicly. Just speak to the man. And you, well, right. And you're the one now holding on to the grudge or whatever's going on here. And so it's a much heavier weight on Calvin Benjamin. I thought Cam Newton did what he could do in that situation. It takes a lot of courage and just to be a man, to walk up to someone, you've said this about to me, let's sort it out face-to-face, and Benjamin shrugs him off, please. Uh, all right, so let's – and we'll get to the Panther side of it. But let's start with the Bills and Josh Allen uh, because Allen uh, is a guy that we were told, Wes, has all the tools in the world, including an arm that is pretty much unmatched. 
And we saw that in this game. He wasn't perfect. His stats were very close to being outrageous because he just missed on a couple of deep bombs. But this guy, you can understand why Bills fans have a lot of excitement after one preseason game. I thought he came as advertised. He electrified the crowd. He is an eye-catching, arresting talent to watch. And um, the – I don't know if I've ever seen a player come into the league as a top 10 draft pick and already be written off by such a large segment of the football-watching public as a bust before he even ever plays a game. I thought he looked very promising. His arm strength is undeniable. He's raw. There's certain things he has to work on, and maybe he won't start in week one. But if I'm a Bills fan watching this game, I am I am entranced bordering on hopeful. Well, and it, and it translates because – the television share in Buffalo, this Buffalo Bills preseason game, and, and it spiked when Josh Allen took the field, is the highest rated television show in Western New York all summer. <laughs> and it speaks to the drought there, quarterback-wise, the fascination around a guy whose arm talent, you can talk about Jay Cutler, Matthew Stafford. The, what, the Not ball, a lot of good TV options. Well, no, but the ball coming out of Josh <laughs> Allen's hands just looks completely almost like science fiction to me. And by the way, we this this quarterback room getting ripped on all summer in its one preseason performance, all three of them performed pretty well. Nathan I, Peterman, 9 for 9, 119 yards and a touchdown. A.J. McCarron, 7 for 10 for 116. Uh, so, yes, everyone looked pretty good. Calvin Benjamin with a pretty great touchdown celebration, jumping into the crowd backwards. I mean, I appreciated that. The Josh Allen showed a little bit of everything. He showed not being totally composed – but he also made great throws. They didn't score their first four or five possessions with him, but it's with third-teamers. That's all you're looking for is what Chris said, I think, in a preseason game because you're not going to draw these huge conclusions. The fact that he had two or three passes that were buttes and for the most part just handled himself well, it's like, great, that let's move on to the next one. I mean, he effortlessly, effortlessly throws the ball 70 yards. Well, you have to go – go back about 50 years for this comparison, but stylistically, I told you this last night, Mark, he throws the ball and moves like Greg Cook, the Bengals legend who was injured his rookie year after one of the greatest rookie years of all time, and Bill Walsh has said this guy's the greatest talent ever to play the position. He throws the ball and moves like Greg Cook. Um, it's interesting because he hasn't gotten first-team reps over the last week, week and a half, so I will be curious to see – if that changes, if they give him any better of a chance to actually win this starting job. Because right now, he's not, he hasn't been playing with the starters. Uh, Wes, uh, Cam Newton got a little bit of playing time, finished with a completion percentage right around 67%. Back in May, you laughed at Norv saying he can get Newton in the high 60s. So perhaps it's time for you to eat a little crow, yes or no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're judging after one preseason game, Norv comes out on the winning end there. DJ Moore, <laughs> DJ Moore, you like you're right. Just seeing that one or a couple of those plays from DJ Moore just makes you excited to watch DJ Moore. I, you know, that was like that was my number one takeaway of the night. As much as Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield and Antonio Callaway looked good, DJ Moore with that move that you just don't see from many NFL players. Uh, let's move on and uh, take a look at Andrew Luck. He played. He played a football game. Ladies and gentlemen, Wes Luck played in his first game since the uh, finale of the 2016 season and uh, didn't do much, 6 of 9, 64 yards, but also did did something which I think is more important even than throwing the ball. He took a couple of hits and showed 
no signs of issues with the injured shoulder or the repaired shoulder. Yeah, quite the contrast with Josh Allen, who really let it rip on several different throws and was unafraid to go attack down the field. Luck either didn't have the opportunity or just didn't pull the trigger on on those letter rip throws that would have shown you like a huge confidence in his shoulder. On the other hand, there were no plays where you didn't feel confident in his shoulder, and he said, uh, you know, I feel good about more of the short and the medium game than I do about trying to throw deep balls. It's not a physical limitation. It sounds like that still might be knocking the rust off mentally on that. He, he said after the game, I tried to control my emotions. Then I said, screw it. I really had fun. I, I enjoyed it. Just like his joy of playing and having it being taken away from him. That We're getting into intangibles here. But you do wonder, he's, an, he's a more mature guy since this injury. He's been in the league a while. You do wonder just how that all comes together and whether that's going to maybe help him have like a better year than ever. Just ha- ha- like enjoying the process of it and knowing how lucky he is to be back. Anything from the Seattle side? Chris Carson looked good. Chris Carson. He, he looks good always in the preseason. And we haven't talked about it on this podcast, but he has been the starting running back throughout training camp over Rashad Penny, their first-round pick. They're also playing Trey Flowers, who's a rookie cornerback, as a starter right now. He played the. There's entire- another Trey Flowers in the league. There's another Trey Flowers, except no Y on the end of Trey. Mm. Uh, mm. So they have they have more starting jobs open, I think, than any other team in the league right now. Running back, wide receiver, a lot of their offensive line, some of the defensive line. That's how Carroll likes it. Like cornerback, he does. And then the the Colts, the Colts. One quick thing is just that keeping like they've lost their left tackle, Anthony Costanzo. They're playing. Uh, Matt Haig, uh, Joe Haig, rather, at left tackle. Who's, the Netherlands? Who's their backup center, who was playing center most of the game, left tackle for part of it. They picked up Jamarcus Webb. Luck got sacked when he blew a, a block, and so that it, you do get a little worried that it's like same when, old Colts if Costanza Well, they also lost back. Marlon Mack went down, and Deion Kane left with a knee injury, just in injuries to monitor. When you say they lost – Costanza, it's a hamstring injury. It's not like they lost him for the season. No, but he missed almost the entire offseason with that hamstring injury, got activated, and then got hurt two days later. So he has been coming back from that for about six months, and that's if I'm a Colts fan, that freaks me out because they don't really have a backup. And Philip Walker added a 10-yard touchdown pass to Daryl Daniels early in the fourth quarter. They needed it. Indianapolis held on for a 19-17 win. Philip Walker! Over the Seahawks. And that's a big win if you can go that to the really clink. That really is. If you can go on the road to the clink and come out with a victory. That's how you get your preseason started off correctly and the momentum to carry you through the next three weeks well, to finish the preseason with a good same, record. This is not the same Seahawks defense. I understand it. But when you can go into Seattle, oh. you make a statement. Well, the thing about the pre it's kind of like college football almost boiled down even further. It's like every game matters because when you're 0-1, your season's almost over for the Seahawks. Their backs are right now against the wall. They only have three more games It's a four-game season. Need it. <laughs> it's a four game. <laughs> uh, they're a quarter of the way to infamy. Um, all right, moving on. The uh, Chicago Bears and Cincinnati Bengals played football, and uh, Wes, I'm going to tee up again here right. because I know you are a lapsed uh, Catholic. You are also a lapsed <laughs> Bengals fan, so I wanted to see hmm. you uh, often uh, laugh at the Bengals and uh, and their putrid offense last season, but this team. Forget about the pick six. This team looks like they're going to be able to move the ball. Yes or no? I would use recovered rather than lapsed in both of those instances. <laughs> but, yes, the Bengals' offense looked good. The pick six came on a play in which John Ross slipped and fell and would not have been an interception otherwise. That's not even 
That's just bad luck. That's not even Andy Dalton doing anything wrong. So, to me, they moved the ball well. John Ross looked good. Joe Mixon had a play, a touchdown where he slipped a tackle, did a spin move, slipped another tackle, uh, and got in for the score. This this looks like a much better offense than last year. It's almost like you look around the entire AFC North, and Pittsburgh is going to stay, obviously, what they are. But I thought the Bengals and Ravens last year had obvious issues on offense and were tough to watch at times. Cleveland was a raging disaster. All three teams of the all of those three teams in the AFC North have a lot more going on on offense. It feels like a division that's going to produce another three playoff teams Whoa. again. And I base that entirely on preseason games from last <laughs> night. Nixon <laughs> and the offensive line, the combination of those two improving, which I think they both will, changes everything for Andy Dalton and, and the rest of the team. My one Bears takeaway, I'm not sure exactly what this means, but Kevin White was targeted twice on the opening drive. So maybe they're seeing him as a guy who has a chance to start. Mitchell Trubisky didn't play in the first week. They had one negative one yard in eight plays with him on the field. He was and, not happy and, with that and, offense. And, after. He, and he's had some struggles in training. I don't think Are it's we nervous sh- at all about that. No, that no, I, 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 mean, I don't think they, put, they barely played him last. Yeah. Night. I mean, he only played eight plays Two for four, four yards sacked once in two. A series. lot of hype around Trubisky missing, this offseason. Missing a couple know. of the, the starters, Adam Sheehan, who is just a big dude. Uh, and they seem to be talking him up as, a guy that could have a big part of their offense look pretty good at the, the tight end. Bi- the big assumption in this offseason, as we know, the Bears have been hype bunnies, is that they're going to kind of follow on some level the Rams' path. But that a lot of that hinges on Mitch Trubisky being able to do what Jared Goff did last year, which is to take all the rookie bumps and then just become a much more complete quarterback. We have to see if he can pull that and off. And a year ago at this time, he was kind of like the Josh Allen that the football cognoscenti wrote off before his career even started. So it's the pause. Oh, wait, uh, that's my cognoscenti. One note here, the, the Bengals off to a 1-0 start here in the preseason. Mm. If you remember, yes. I believe it was some sort of sandwich wager where I believe that f- I said five teams would finish undefeated in the preseason. And the Bengals are one of those teams that I'm tracking to accomplish. You got half, you're going to have half the league after the first week, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm good. off to a fine start. Also, Roquan Smith has been holding out for 24 this days. This is ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It's the Bears. I'm hey, blaming the Bears. You're making millions to play a boys no, game. No, I'm blaming the Bears. <laughs> oh, but oh, I don't think sorry. we need like a low-level mafia annoying. figure to get in here. At this <laughs> point. We need stupid. the agent to do something. Stupid. You're making billions to run a football no, team. Go back, mafia man. We, we need a, a functioning. <laughs> what side am I supposed never to be on here? We need a licensed agent to step in and handle this. Thank you. Cincinnati 30, Bears 27. Moving on, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Miami Dolphins showed up, show, showdown with uh, the state of Florida on the line. It was, <laughs> speaking of return to action, Ryan Tannehill, who we have not seen. What about the Jags? They're, you know, they're just chilling. I think the winner, the winner of this play is Gets the Jags. The Jags. Yeah. Yes, a bye. The Jags got a bye. Anyway, uh, Ryan Tannehill, first game action since December 11, 2016. Where were you, Mark? Probably unhappy about the Browns. 2016? I mean, it like, feels like three weeks ago. Probably yeah. here slightly annoyed with a lot of things. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, he, in limited work, of course, four of six, 32 yards, only one series. Uh, but, Greg, that's, that's all you're looking for, a guy coming back from a major knee injury. He got on the field, shook off some rust, and is healthy. Yeah, that everything so far, he's checked all the boxes. The pro, I'm more worried about everything around him. I mean, because he's not a guy that's going to lift up uh, the players around him. Devontae Parker's reportedly had a really bad training camp and dominated by Xavier Howard. He was absent. Like, David Fa- David Fails and is beating Brock Osweiler for the backup job right now. So, 
there's I think there's concerns, and I think the Dolphins fans share it because if you looked in the crowd last night, they, they announced thirty thousand. That place looked empty, and the scrimmage that they had last weekend, which definitely raised some eyebrows for locals, had about like four or five thousand people show up for like a free scrimmage, and that's the type of thing in a big in a big NFL town. You're getting thirty, forty, fifty. You know, of course, like Lambos literally packed out months in advance with that sort of thing. And they got 5,000 and last night was, I'm just, there's not a lot my, of buzz right it's now. A weird when we were growing though. up, I mean, Miami's been played. They're sort of like Los Angeles, but it they're is, in it's a, August in South beach. There's you're, are fair. you going to go to a 200 degree hot dolphin scrimmage? Or are you going to go to the beach and have that kind of a time? I'd go, I might go do that. <laughs> go to all the hot nightclubs. Well, that too. Make a whole day of it. <laughs> It's a weird sports town. They, the the Marlins draw like twelve hundred people a game. The Dolphins seem. I mean, the Dolphins. Dolphins are, it's games a Dolphins clear town out in the fourth though, quarter. But too. I it think is. right now they're not an inspiring. Outfit. I think the Heat do pretty well there, but obviously with LeBron it was different. But uh, yeah. Anyway, something to track on the Bucks side. <laughs> I just uh, will throw it out there that because uh, you know I'm plugged in on the kicker situation for all thirty two. Uh, they had three kickers last year. The Bucks, including our boy Robbie. Uh, and, and Folk, both those guys are history. Chandler Canizero, who did a nice job for the Jets last year, but let's not go crazy. Got a lot of money from the Bucks to solidify the position. He immediately misses an extra point and a 50-yard field goal. So, uh, you know, let's hope that Canizero doesn't have the Didn't he hit the game the winner, curse. though? I, maybe. He won the game. He won the preseason game, Dan. Did I miss, did I miss that he won I, the game? According to Greg. He, I think he hit the game winner. By the way, Ronald Jones. I don't feel bad. Tough rushes. Kick I mean, he still missed a couple kicks, but yeah, he. Had well, how long was the kick that he 26 made? Twenty-six yards. Oh come on, that's an extra yeah. point. That's less than an extra the point. The pressure, though. Did yeah. we want to see a little more from Ronald Jones? Eight rushes for nine yards. No, that's exactly what they were. <laughs> that's what you were hoping for. Okay, well, good job, Ronald Jones, out of USC. There's, there's twenty-six, st- twenty-four. They're Bucks. almost starting three rookies in the secondary right now. That secondary has been one of the worst in the league, and they are counting on a pair of rookies at cornerback and maybe one at safety to play some significant snaps. Well, they're, on to watch they're undefeated. Out. To your point, though, a couple, it, it is weird to roll out Jameis Winston second in these games. It's just strange. It's yeah. just an awkward, you don't see this in the NFL. Um, all right. Now, this is why Mark is here today. Third and four. Mayfield with a bullet. Callaway in the open. Touchdown. Baker Mayfield to Antonio Callaway. 70 yards, was it? I believe it was. Uh, what a, sh- a big time 56 strike. 56 or so. 56 yeah. yards. Uh, the Cleveland Browns got two touchdown passes from the number one overall per- pick, uh, Baker Mayfield, in a 2010 win over the Giants. And, uh, Mark, I would imagine uh, that combined with Tyrod Taylor looking really uh, good is a perfect way to start your preseason. Well, I mean – you know, the stat that they've thrown around endlessly is that Cleveland has, what, 11 first-round picks that they that are no longer on the team. So the, the customary experience is around game one, two, or three of the preseason, if not deep into September, you realize this guy is not who we thought he was or the team thought he was or the fleet of scouts thought he was when picked. And so it, the, Mayfield comes out and produces a quick three and out right away, and I thought, all right, you know, I'm not going to, you know, this is, it's a little early to, to judge, but that wasn't inspiring. The second drive, though, he started to show what I thought was drive-extending abilities, which was seeing the field, uh, not just looking off your first guy, which a rookie might do in his first game, but maybe throwing to the you know, second or third option. Two, uh, I thought, 
brainy kind of choices to run the ball out of the pocket and extend and, and get and move the chains on a third down and a critical fourth down and really making a, a touchdown, a couple throws on that try, but the touchdown throw to David Njoku was put in a place where no one but David Njoku could catch it. It was a perfectly placed ball. And, you know, we're covering the game and it's happening so fast. We're writing it up. I thought that Brian Balding or Baldy put together a reel this morning of what he saw and he called it one of the better preseason performances he's ever seen by a rookie quarterback. So I clicked in, obviously, to see what was going on there. But he really, I thought, elucidated with each of these throws that Baker Mayfield is in a different place than any previous Browns rookie that I've ever seen since maybe Bernie Kosar. Whew. I love it. Just his ability to see the field and what he's doing feels like I think he's been taught very well from the college game on up versus previous quarterbacks they've had, like a Johnny Manziel. Like the last thing you think watching him is he's coming from sort of some offense that doesn't translate to the NFL. It's the total opposite. He looks so comfortable. His footwork, like his feet are just awesome to watch. I mean, I'm kind of with Baldy. I mean, it's just just a preseason game. But that's what you want to see is some things that just make you excited. And I can't imagine – like getting more excited off than off of that performance. And Tyrod Taylor, five of five for ninety nine yards. And that we know what we're getting in Tyrod Taylor. Like he's he is a steady guy. And I tweeted this last night. God has a sense of humor. The I re, I believe in Baker Mayfield. I know who Tyrod Taylor is. They have two competent quarterbacks. This coming off twenty years where they had zero. So now the decision is for Hugh. And by the way, let me just make a quick aside. I don't think in the court of public opinion that the Hard Knocks premiere was on balance good for the Browns. I thought especially Hugh Jackson took a lot of fire. It was nice for them now to have this preseason game where the quarterbacks look great. All of a sudden, you know, it's not open season on your Brownies, Mark, because they, again, you look at them again, like, oh, wow, this might be a team with a future. The decision now for Hugh Jackson is how long do you wait before Baker Mayfield's a starter? Because if he continues to look good, just like with the Jets, and Darnold, if the young kid looks good, what 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 are you waiting for? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's the kind of decision if you're an NFL coach, you'd much rather have than what they've been faced with in that city for years and years, and they'll figure that out. But I mean, when you have a good quarterback, one thing that I noticed because watching a lot of these skill position players in Cleveland that have just been there and they're floating through the year, that a guy like David Njoku who suddenly has two touchdowns and looks athletic and is in the right place, and Antonio Callaway looked fantastic. It's like a quarterback that knows where to put the ball, everyone around him starts to look better. It, that simply hasn't happened in Cleveland for a long time. Their running game was an absolute disaster, so they're going to need to throw the ball if it stays looking like that. I can't remember the last Browns player I was excited for as much as Baker Mayfield. It, it might not be in since Tim Couch. Brandon Whedon? I, maybe Tim Couch. Brandon, I don't think it was Brandon Whedon. It wasn't Brandon, Brandon Whedon. <laughs> Brent Wheat is still still in the league, by the way. And he's, he is. He's, he's backing up to Sean Watson. Uh, in Houston last night. Um, and, yes, a qualifier. Yes, yes, yes. Don't tweet uh, at me or any of us. Oh, yeah, way to overreact. Game one of the pre- – F you. Let's just have some fun and well, enjoy well, plus the, how these guys look you're like in for, real time. You're looking for trade. We're not saying it's going to translate, but it you still it's still hard to make those throws that he's making. That's like all we're focusing yes. on. Right. You don't see that. You also, I thought that on the Najoka touchdown, uh, the easier one, you, you were reminded why the Rams traded Alec Ogletree, which is kind of like an under-the-radar move that happened this offseason, and he struggles in coverage, and that's mm. something, I think, for the Giants to walk. Speaking of the Giants, this was the first carry – of Saquon Barkley's NFL career. Barkley gets the first touch. 
Barkley makes a few miss. That's why he was second overall out across the 50 and chased out at the Browns 48-yard line. A 39-yard run on his first touch. Well, all right. So that's that's a radio call that um you know nice job there, but they that does not at all describe what you witnessed, mm. which was him taking the handoff, patiently watching the line, shifting to his right, burning past Emmanuel Ogba, right through the heart of the Browns defense and up the right sideline. Avoided three tackles speed. to get into open speed. It was a beautiful, beautiful space. run. Now he didn't nothing came close to it after. He really was he was shut down on his next three carries, but who cares? It was a it was a little bit of a flash forward to what it it also it's a thing like, oh, the Giants, how long have they been without a ground game. How many eons mm. will pass before it's zero help? You're getting 39 yards a game from that backfield. It's a completely different element, and it makes them more interesting to watch. That's all you yes. want. Odell Beckham not even on the field yet as they ease him back into action after the broken ankle last year. You can understand why people get excited about the Giants if these two guys are on the field at the same time. I feel like all of these teams that have been doormats have given us reasons to be excited, and that's unusual. This early in the That's preseason. why I think we focus the show on this one preseason week because a lot it, it is just one game. Like these players are dotted on teams that have been in desperate situations for a long time. Could be next week they all fall on their faces oh, and we and likely. We're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, two more quick Browns notes before we move on. Des Bryant was tweeting again yesterday uh, uh, after John Dorsey, the Browns GM, said that Des wasn't returning phone calls. He said, "I'm getting there. He'll be there. I guess next week for a meeting, according to Rap Sheet." And more importantly. Um, the number one source for all things uh, QB judgment related, the top scout, I feel like, in this country, uh, Mark Wahlberg, he had something to say on his uh, Instagram. Going to win at 4 a.m. club with my boy Baker Mayfield. First preseason game. 11 for 20, 212 yards, two touchdowns, getting after number six. Come on. Cleveland got another star. Goosebumps, Mark? I enjoyed watching that this morning. No, Mark Wahlberg's comments. Oh. Oh, you mean no, yeah, you, no, oh, I, you enjoyed watching that? I watched that. that because you put that into our uh, direct messaging client this morning, <laughs> and I looked at it and I thought, initially I, did, I thought he was making a joke that there were other stars on the Browns mm-hmm. that he was been tracking, but he meant LeBron. I, it was early. so. Okay. Moving on. Ooh, <laughs> a tough way to begin the defense of their Super Bowl title. The Philadelphia Eagles get waxed. Whoa, 31-14. Well, he done Peterson, got a figure. <laughs> Whoa, 31-14 win uh, for the Steelers. Um, a game that uh, no Carson Wentz, obviously. Did Nick Foles play? No. Does anybody know anything about this game? No, because well, I don't. I have one or two minor notes, but give no me a, Nick give Foles. Give me a couple nugs, bro. Well, it's more on the Steelers' side. I, I think that Mason Rudolph – has a nice arm. I think he's he could be their quarterback. Um, he'll slip right in when, when Big Ben goes. You heard the those you know draft nicks. There were a, a handful of them that liked Mason Rudolph more than some of those top four quarterbacks that got taken at the top of the draft. Not many of them, and certainly NFL teams didn't agree because he fell so far. The Not e- many other notes. If I, I, I'm gathering, yeah, the from Eagles. The by the way, as we know, uh, Trey Burton left in free agency. They brought in Dallas Goddard. Uh, four for 66 and a touchdown. Uh, you imagine that he might be a guy that can make an instant impact for that offense. Eagles are going to be fine. They're going to get over this loss, but it's going to take some time. Sidney Jones is just someone I've been 
tracking during training camp was a second-round pick that people thought could have been a top 15 pick at cornerback a year ago, missed his entire rookie season because of that injury. And everyone's liked how he's looked at camp. He was their starting slot guy last night. And so that's a team I think actually can be better in the secondary than they were a year ago. Uh, moving on, the New Orleans Saints and Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jags had the bye in the who is the king of Florida. So that just to pass the time, they they went up against the Saints on, on Thursday. Uh, and Cody Kessler, uh, this is a guy to watch here because we all know Blake Bortles' struggles. Uh, and then everybody's like, ah, oh, Cody Kessler. Everybody, myself included. Uh, is that a real guy to be a, a backup in case things go sideways for Blake Bortles, in case he gets hurt? Remember, this is a team that is very close to being a Super Bowl team in Jacksonville. Well, he looked apart, Mark Sessler, 14 of 17, 139 and a touch against the Saints on Thursday night. He reeled off a couple practices lately, too, where he had these sort of nine for nine with a two touchdown type thing. I, the bigger story for me, because I think, again, it's Blake Bortles is going to live with this until he doesn't, is constantly doubted uh, for appropriate reasons and, and others. And he came out, I thought, in the first drive and looked good, converted a nice third down pass to D.D. Westbrook, ran in for a touchdown, six for nine. 53 yards. I mean, the offense looked competent. They rolled right through the Saints defense on that first drive. Then they all fled the field. I don't know what else to make of the game. The Saints, to me, no Drew Brees, uh, not overly impressive on defense. Let's start there. They And the word from Saints camp is like they've had the best camp for a defense that they've had in a long, long time. And on paper, it is a better defense. They're deeper at linebacker. It's a it's the youngest secondary in NFL history, I believe, or, or in the last seven or eight years. A year ago, and they're all growing up and should be better. I don't I don't know what to take from this one. But though. now, but Greg, you're coming off a big twenty-four to twenty preseason I loss. Am. You have to circle the wagons if you're the Saints now. Look inside <laughs> yourselves. Won. The Saints pulled it off, but still, there's a lot there's a lot to take away from them. Yeah, you know, I think the early part of the game. You know, what do you do if you're the Saints? I, I do not know burning. what you do in that early part of the game. Uh, Tom Savage, uh, <laughs> a newcomer in New Orleans. Tom Savage is real. 10 of 14 for 70. Hold on to that roster spot, Tommy. Stay in the league. Get paid. A bit ominous to open your season with Tom Savage, Tom Savage throwing the first pass for you? I think so. I mean, someone someone named Devaro Lawrence, who I believe is uh, a second-year undrafted guy, had three sacks playing with, wow. you know, in the, I think in the first, almost in, all in the first half. So that's like, you know, the, for him, like, that's what the preseason is about. Like, you might end up seeing him playing a lot for the Saints, and we don't know who he is. Uh, moving on. We're just moving right along, guys. Oh, by the way, Mark, one more Browns note. That's five straight preseason wins for the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> dating back to last year. <laughs> they season. were undefeated last year in the preseason. I know, and everyone talks about, oh, you went 0-16, and I, what I point to is what happened in August, and I say there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of pride and accomplishment right there. Moving on, the New England Patriots. Uh, it's definitely the highlight of Deshaun Kaiser's Browns career was last August, I would say. <laughs> the New England Patriots uh, were down 17 nothing to the Redskins on Thursday night, but you know they never say die. Hey, go watch Super Bowl 51. Am I right, Wes? Absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, Tom Brady didn't play. Rob Gronkowski did not play. Uh, Brian Hoyer played but didn't play very well. In fact, Things got off to a really sore start for New England. And then some poor, poor man working for the local uh, um, uh, affiliate in Boston. I think WBZ. Steve, Steve Burton. Oh, he's a lifer. Yeah. <laughs> he's a lifer, Steve Burton. They dispatched that poor man. I don't know what he did to piss somebody off. They dispatch <laughs> him down to the Patriots sideline to ask 
what Bill Belichick thought about the first quarter performance of the New England Patriots. Here is how that went. Coach, preseason football is not about winning or losing. Not what do you hope to get out of the first half? <laughs> uh, we need to do pretty much everything better, just not good enough in any area. Was it good to see good situational football scoring at the end of the half anyway? Yeah, about 38 seconds of good football. <laughs> That's the toughest job in sports media. Well, what do you? He did come around and laugh at the end. A the funny bit, thing but... is, I think like that's like a guy he gets along with because yeah. he, he's been there forever, and it's just like it seemed. He seemed pretty uh, uncomfortable. Like <laughs> there was even like an awkward handshake at the end because the guy didn't know what else to do. He's like, I don't have any other questions. Uh, shake my hand, Bill. This, Greg. This is how you do the breaking news drop. Oh, hit it! Oh. Speaking of the Patriots Redskins game, yeah, an injury to Darius Geis that was thought to be a no. torn MCL. Ian Rappaport is now reporting is a torn ACL. Oh, brutal. It's a killer for them. He That whole offense was going to be based around him oh. completely changing that ground game. That, By the way, Greg, that is how you do it. This is, this is getting hard-hitting Dan reaction in real time. Ooh, that's crushing because he was this guy who was a bit of a controversial figure on draft day. They bring him in, and he's lurking as a sleeper in that offense, a guy that could really yes, – Redskins have announced it, confirmed it. So it's it. official. So he's out for the year, I assume? Out for the Torn year. ACL. One other note. We have one other bit of breaking news. It's going to be a tough one to follow. Redskins tight end Manasa Garner also to miss the 2018 season with a torn ACL. <laughs> okay, see, that's how you – that's not how you do it. I, I thought it made a lot of sense, Mark. You got news. I, I just like the sound of the breaking news drop. Like <laughs> it's cool. starting to So what what Dan is saying is yeah. that he cares about some humans' <laughs> health and happiness yes. and their well being and he completely disregards. That's others. right, Greg. I, I think that Greg has summed this up appropriately, Dan. <laughs> What's an unlikely tag team. Dude? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um so guys out for the year and that is Yikes. Greg, that is crushing for a team that was really counting on an instant impact from guys. Yeah, sadly, that's, you know, the biggest news from preseason week one, or at least Thursday night's action by far. I mean, it just changes what they want to do. Chris Thompson's coming back from a serious injury. He's a third down back. They're now not calling Rob Kelly fat Rob Kelly. He's now fit Rob Kelly. Better be. And and it looks like, you know, fit Rob is going to have to be back in the mix of I would think as almost a starter for that team. This might save Samaje Pirine's roster spot. Yeah. That's a shame because on the play he got hurt. Oh, he looked great too. Like that, that was the reason why, you know, watching the, the little that I did, he I, he was the, the guy I was most excited about watching other than Saquon Barkley. He just had such a fun style of of running. And it wasn't like he had injury issues either in college. What? Just, the Redskins know. can't catch a break with injuries. That's awful. Last year, almost their whole offense went down. And now here you go. The guy that maybe you're most excited to watch. The, uh, there was an article in the Washington post uh, today. I believe that since 2010, they are consistently among, if not the most injured teams in the NFL. I think what the Redskins should do, you get the Gruden brothers together and combine the Raiders and Redskins into one team. The Redskins. Maybe this is an opportunity to just move away from the uh, or the Redders. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a, that's a roster you put those two together. That's a shame. Um, all right. One, well, one, that sucks. One quick Pat's takeaway. Derek Rivers, who missed all of his rookie mm. year, is a big man. 
and they need a pass rusher. He looks a little like Willie McGinnis out there. Wow. He's coming off an ACL, right? He's coming off an ACL, but he's looked pretty good. And Jason McCourty, who's a guy people just kind of slotted in, is going to be their starting cornerback, has been running with the third team in in practices pretty often, didn't even play last night. I, You might not get uh, the McCourty brothers. Well, how about this? this you think Jeremy together. Hill iced a spot on the roster last night? It's, if everyone's healthy, it's probably him or Mike Gillisley, and he looked pretty good, Jeremy Hill. And one more note on uh, Tom Brady. Probably would not have played in this game, but Boston Globe reporting does have a sore back. Hmm. Just keep an eye on these things. He's an old man. That's what happens in old age. You get old. You start feeling pain. Back that starts to get feel. tweaked. Get stiff. It's sciatica. Remember Larry Bird laying on the oh, parquet yeah. floor? Yep. Absolutely. Laid yeah. out. And in the uh, – the 92 Dream Team, he was on the floor for oh, most of that. Even as a child, you knew you can tell this man's career is ebbing slowly towards its conclusion. There and are in the limits. Same, in the same geographical I'm, reason that may, that may be happening. Limits to, to human biology. I'm going to say that Tom Brady is not moving the way Larry Bird was moving. At the end. He's moving a lot better than Larry well, yeah, Bird. Larry Bird had retired like <laughs> six years younger than, than Brady is now, seven or eight. Yeah. He wasn't winning MVPs. Father Time is undefeated is all I'm saying. Oh, we got Hoyer, so it's all good. Is your home an ADT home? Get ADT and help protect against break-ins, fire, and carbon monoxide for a limited time. Get ADT's lowest rate starting at just $28.99 a month for the most trusted name in home security that's just a dollar a day, not own. ADT is the first security company to help keep you safe at home and when you're on the go with the new ADT Go app. I've got it, I use it, and I feel like it's effective. My home, safe at all times, or appears to be. Uh, and ADT helps. Go to ADT.com slash podcast to take advantage of ADT's lowest rate. ADT, trusted, tr- trusted, tested, proven with 36-month monitoring contract. Early termination and installation fees apply. Excludes taxes and fees. Applies to traditional services only. Certain markets excluded. Licenses available at ADT.com. It's been a long offseason without football, but FanDuel has spent it getting into the best shape of their lives. How about that for a trope? That means the FanDuel, that FanDuel is ready for more, more ways to play, more ways to challenge your friends, and most importantly, more ways to win. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. They have all kinds of contests just for casual fans. In particular, beat the score contests are great because they pay out everyone who hits a certain score. So all you have to do is finish in the money to split an equal share of the cash. Oh, my God. FanDuel also has new options for playing with your friends because the only thing better than Winning cash is winning your friends' cash. That's true. I hate my friends. Best of all, FanDuel is doing their part to make the preseason bearable with preseason fantasy contests running up to week one of the NFL. Right now, you can get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Just sign up. FanDuel.com slash around the NFL. That's FanDuel.com slash around the NFL. Age and state restrictions apply. Uh, Moving on, the Baltimore Ravens spanked the L.A. Rams. Uh, the L.A. Rams playing without Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Uh, so let's not get too excited. Uh, in fact, he sat the entire starting lineup except for maybe a one lineman, I believe, uh, offensive lineman. So who's Sean McVay. Yeah, who's suspended to start the year. So even that made go. sense. Right. So the, the the Rams obviously have a certain strategy. Now the fans that are at the game are paying full price to see this. But that's a, other, that's a whole other conversation. But they're in Baltimore, so I think they enjoyed it. <laughs> Did they? Don't you want to see stars? If you're paying, like, if you're – if you, I think we talked about this last year. But if you are a season ticket holder and they make you pay full price for the preseason games, the two preseason games, yeah, don't you deserve 
an NFL product? I, little Cooper Cup, yeah. Because those are the thing. Like we growing up in Jets Giants territory, the only games you could go to because they were so expensive and you couldn't even get right. into Giants games were preseason games. And you go, I go watch Browns Jets in the preseason, and the t- the players that you adore that are all over your childhood bedroom walls are in the game for seven minutes. Right. What? I then guess what are you doing there? Maybe a solution. Oh, Dan, stop being a jerk. What's your solution? It's like 25% of a real football game, so charge like 25% of what a regular season ticket is what? for those two games. You're not being a jerk. You're a man from a cool town working out Damn, for the working-class customer. Listen, where I grew up, it was hard to get any football tickets. And we, with my dad, we would go to a lot of the preseason games because those are the tickets that would be floating around. The guys that got stuck uh, where my dad worked down in the coal mine. Free. Yeah, they'd be like, hey, do you want to take the these two mine. tickets? And I, he, they'd come up. they put the two <laughs> tickets in the bucket at the bottom of the coal mine, and then they shimmy it up. Hold on. And then I would, the little boy, the big blue eyes, I'd be looking down that well, I'd be like, Dada? And I wouldn't see my dad, but then I'd see the two, like the Jets versus the Dolphins preseason action, or Jets-Eagles, and then we'd be off to the Meadowlands. Two notes. Odd to play a division foe in the preseason. Secondly, (laughs) why, why bring the tickets down into the coal mine? It feels like you'd keep those in an envelope at home. My, no. I was ke- as a boy, I was kept shielded from what happened down in the coal mine. Well, um, so was your whole family. But and yes, as was your dad they, who didn't work did, there. Honestly, I, I don't or love the talking town about which this. Didn't have <laughs> this is there's a code to PR Pearl River that we don't talk about what happens down in the coal mine. So I would appreciate if you stop asking <laughs> what's happening down the shaft. That is my job to ask those questions. Anyway, point being, you know, these preseason they were fun as a boy to go to. But with a free ticket, I'm sure it didn't hurt dad as much. Okay. It's kind of a playful song for the coal mines. Someone just had a nice little riff at the end there. <laughs> well, the music is a release for us. It's a way to express uh, that, yeah, sometimes times are tough, but we're a community and we, we celebrate okay, we'll let it with fly. the guitar. We'll let it fly this hey, time. Listen, you asked the follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> I made the comment. By the way, can I point out one, yes. one box score that – is putrid. By the way, shout out to Keith Hansis, who had knee surgery, knee replacement Ooh, surgery. Get in well, fact. Keith. Get well soon. He's moving. He's like Namath now. He has a uh, a, a fake knee that is going to ramp up his uh, uh, his it, quality of life significantly. So we're excited. Good opportunity to, to to sit down and listen to this show a little bit. I'd imagine. He is, right. well. He listens to every show. It's Keith, tough. But I mean, yeah. it puts it puts. Uh, it puts a lot of stress on your knee in the coal mine. Oh. You know? You yeah. can only imagine. I'm just glad he doesn't have black lung. <laughs> he survived that. <laughs> the lungs are intact. Thank God. All Joe, right. Joe what? Flacco looked good, by the way. I mean, he is moving better. He made a throw moving to his left 30 yards down the field. And I know people are like, well, he's playing the backups. No, you just have to watch the game. He's moving better. He looked really like he looked like he was moving better than he had in a couple. How of do years you keep a couple of throws but, look, that were beautiful? Here's the thing, though. Watching Lamar Jackson run, it's kind of like Josh Allen throwing the ball. The way that Lamar Jackson just sort of winds his way through defenders for suddenly 12 yards, 13, 14 yards, and no one knows what to do with him. I don't know how you keep him off the field. Can you I don't do know, that, though? I'm Can not saying quarterback starting quarterback. I'm, no, I, NFL I, teams don't want you to. I think he's he, doing I think fine he so could far. Be Michael, I think he could be Michael Vick-like where, yes, you can do it. Uh, he has not been lights out in these first two preseason games throwing the ball by any measure, but, no. yes, there's but one, this, other aspects to his the game. The Rams are saying that sh- – there's reports, not the Rams are saying that Sean Mannion, who we were crowing about a couple of years ago here. We uh, were? 
Well, just as this sort of sneaky guy <laughs> I don't that the, remember no, remember, <laughs> no, remember we oh, the, the Rams. Oh, the Rams yes. really like Sean yes. Mannion. They're really excited that. about the Sean Bears. Mannion. Yeah, the Rams. He had three for thirteen with an interception, and they said that he's really been struggling in camp. So, we'll see. All right, moving on. Uh, did I say final score in that game? By the way, because it was thirty-three, 33 to seven. Seven. Rams. What a wasting! Mm. What a crash down. Back to earth for the Rams after their all Must the excitement. This well, you know, Must we were win. told that um, whenever we appear at a Rams event, like we did for the playoff game, oh. that we are bad luck. We were told that by the team, <laughs> a high up executive on the team, and within days of our arrival at Rams camp, they get stoned <laughs> by the Ravens in Baltimore. Well, we were not at this game. Well, uh, moving on, the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Deshaun Watson made his return to the field after missing the end of last year with an ACL uh, tear. He did not do much. I think he played one series. Uh, what did you see maybe uh, from any of the quarterbacks, including Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely Wes? nothing. This is a zero takeaways game. Deshaun Watson threw one pass for four yards. Um, he only played one series. They got him out healthy. He looked fine. Patrick Mahomes played two series. Both ended in punts. Took a sack and overthrew Travis Kelsey on the second series. Um, that's all really you can take from this game, I think. I didn't keep a close eye on the second half because I was writing Josh Allen and other things. Hey, no, but, no need to explain yourself. But the starting quarterbacks, like the coaches, just didn't give us much to go on here. How was a uh, Step Durham's one snap at left cornerback number forty-seven? <laughs> Wes, the oh, man's that. name is Step. He has a zero point zero on PFF, so they didn't think much positive or anything. I didn't scout him. Brandon Whedon, who came up, led a 12-yard, 68, 12-play, uh, 68-yard scoring drive, capped by a six-yard touchdown pass to rookie tight end Jordan Atkins. Made Quarterback nice controversy. Play, Interesting. And Eric Berry, by the way, in case you're wondering, coming back from Achilles surgery, did not play in the game. Something's weird's going on with Jadavian Clowney. They're saying he's not in football oh, shape. There's a contract situation looming. It's not that, practicing. That's been on oh, my radar. Um, like, what's something going yeah, on? Yeah, I think you might be right about that. So uh, the yeah. difference between the way your radar works and the way Mark's works. <laughs> uh, up next, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers and Tennessee Titans. Matt LeFleur. That's how I pronounce it. If you want the correct French-based pronunciation. LeFleur? Matt LeFleur. Uh, for his first game as offensive coordinator, uh, and a lot of people think this could unlock Marcus Mariota, and Mariota only had one drive, but the Titans marched down the field, eight plays, 71 yards for a touchdown, uh, three passes, one run by Mariota. So, so far, so good, Greg Rosenthal. Yeah, and I think from, you know, the Packers winning 31-17, it's like Aaron Rodgers – let you know, read them the riot act, and they responded. That's mm. so true. You're so that, right. That's it's like that's just it's up there leadership. with relax. <laughs> that's leadership. Who's it? Uh, Mar Martellus Bennett said this week in some interview that Aaron Rodgers, the best pure thrower of any quarterback he's played with, but Tom Brady, the better quarterback, just because of the intangibles as well and being a teammate. Well, maybe Marty Bennett should take a look at what happened today with uh, on Thursday night with Green Bay, how they react. Well, to maybe the riot he act. changed his opinion now. Maybe. This could, maybe, this could turn the tide. It feels likely the preseason opener would have that kind of gravitas. Brett Hundley uh, <laughs> looks like he's ahead of your boy, Deshaun Kaiser, right now for the backup job. Whose boy is that? Your? Mark's. Mark's? No, That's, he's not my boy. It's not good news for Deshaun Kaiser or Mike McCarthy. Packers do have some interesting young receivers, though. This guy, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I like the name to begin with. doesn't sound real, but 
101 yards last night. And Jake Kumaro, he had a big 52-yard uh, bomb TD, and Rodgers was going nuts on the sideline. Mm. I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and Jake Kumaro. I yeah. think Rodgers adopted him. Yeah, I don't know. Something interesting about Something. that situation. Uh, Devontae Adams had a 48-yard catch. By the way, top five fantasy wide receiver, Devontae Adams. And that, by the way, coming up next week, next Wednesday, our fantasy extravaganza 2018. So as a little tease for what the people can expect, Devontae Adams, a guy to really target, maybe round two in a PPR league. You know, my first instinct was that sounds strong just because Devontae Adams isn't thought of as a Julio Jones or an Antonio Brown. But he has more TDs, receiving TDs, than anyone else over the last two years. And with Jordy Nelson out of the picture, you have to figure he's going to be mm. he's going to be a target monster this year. You know he's the first look in the red zone. Mid-second round pick, though. You're kind of paying for it. I'm not into that. I'm not into that because I'm looking at Keenan Allen. Here are guys taking after him. Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton. It's like I'd rather have all, all right, those guys. That's, that's fair. That's fair, dog. That's fair, dog. All right, moving on. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Did you get your passport? No, not since we last met. You'd better get on that. You'd better get on that. I am. You can't travel abroad without a passport. Where? You can't travel to London without a passport. Hey, Dan. What? <laughs> better get your passport. This is passive aggressive. This whole song You're is passive aggressive. You're not going to London without a passport. Are you dumb? Okay, where are we? That wasn't really passive at the end. <laughs> no, that was pretty aggressive. Uh, just straight Wait, aggressive. Wait, the funny thing about that, there's literally nothing you can do at this point. No. You're simply waiting on government agencies mm. to get your passport. We are well, You could have maybe this. had a working passport before this that all might happened. Have, that would have been a functional answer. Well, some people get to gallivant to Japan and back every year. Not all of us have that in the cards. We can't even afford to fly. Some of us, some of us have a sort of an odd fear of leaving the country. Or also. what about Canada? I mean, it's just good to have just what in I, case. What I, I like or the Canadians. So what do I have to go to Canada for? Mexico. It's very close. You just <laughs> never know. Boy, if I didn't have my passport yet, I would be riddled with anxiety. That's what I, I'm saying. That's true. Today is August 10th, and we're leaving in exactly three weeks. Have, did you get the expedited version and whatnot? I was in the window where I didn't need to do that. No, no, I no. Got the See, you don't person. do. You don't just. You know. I would have gotten that that expedited. In, this in, is on you. I recently had to do the same thing before I went to Mexico, and I was under the same situation. You actually cannot try to get the expedited one unless you're within the window. I got the expedited one a few weeks ago, and it arrived you're within talk, a week. I know what you're talking about, Lindsay. That's a different scenario where if you were inside a certain window. You can get it almost day of. I wasn't like in that window. That wasn't window. an option. Oh, okay. There is okay. for a, a higher fee. You can pay fee, more. You can pay more. You can get the expedited. I said, hey, I'm in the window. Daddy's in the window. Well, guess what? Daddy's well, in hot water right now. Now daddy's in the anxiety window. I yeah. mean, ultimately, you do from have a, three weeks. Wes, you handled this correctly by doing, you paid a little bit of extra money to get this thing right. done. Dan right. is sitting in limbo, and we have chorus singers you know, counseling yeah. at You're this You're a professional. Point, so. I <laughs> really, I absolutely loathe a professional passport. I loathe paperwork. <laughs> so to me, it was like I'm willing to pay this 
extortion right yeah to get rid of the anxiety that i know dan is currently this is an upset because we kind of talked about before all this happened that west versus paperwork is one of the biggest position battles (laughs) one of the biggest grudge matches of the last uh, 10 years at least in my life Uh, (laughs) i've done nothing wrong i did the paperwork within the window it just you know Listen, you're going to be all right. Will the government fail me is the question. How could and they? Us. How could the American government possibly let you down? <laughs> Worst case scenario, Neil hosts like three shows that week for us. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you get arrested. Neil, the, the, by the way, this is happening again, by the way. This, Mark, this comes up almost every week now. Greg starts the daydream about a different host. It's, and it's not only on the show. It's down in the newsroom. Yeah. He'll go off on these Over reveries. Text, like everyone's joking around. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the next thing is so-and-so's the host. Like you, just wouldn't be on, you, like you just wouldn't be on the show for like maybe three weeks, but maybe it would extend to maybe a couple months you wouldn't be on the show, and we'd have to find a, a workaround. It was uh, Aaron Coscarelli was floated, I believe, at one point. Yes, yeah, she's being considered right Earlier now. this awesome. week, who was it Well, earlier? we have to be prepared. If there's like a car accident, I know there's a, there's a replacement me down there in the newsroom. There's a replacement for all of us. Dan and Coscarelli aren't allowed to travel on the same airplane. That's right. Uh, All right. Finally, one last game to talk about. Uh, Oh, the renewal of an old rivalry. One of the greats, 49ers and Cowboys. And uh, here we go. It starts with a 24-21 win for the Niners. Um, Listen, this is a game I don't have any awareness of, so somebody else jump in. I think the bigger takeaway here than the Jimmy Garoppolo side, which was, you know, he really didn't play that much and we need to see more of him, was that we had Cole Beasley come out and say that the Dallas wide receiving core was going to shock people. I don't know if they shocked people. I wouldn't say that. But Michael Gallup, using his speed, made an incredible touchdown catch off a beautiful pass from Dak Prescott to open the game. Then the Dallas offense essentially went off the field. There was no Ezekiel Elliott, but a nice start for him. And they need him to step up and be a starter right away, and he looked the part yesterday. I'm not saying these are the two best uniforms in the NFL, but I've noticed the last They're couple of times this matchup has has occurred. This is the best uniform matchup because they complement each other. So it's a clean, crisp look when these two teams And as we up. talked about last night, it, it's the other thing about it. They haven't gone and changed the uniform 25 times. Right. So it reminds you of when they played – back when it was Aikman versus Steve Young and, and back in those days in previous rivalries too. I, I'm glad Dak went out there and did something positive, not just because people have been freaking out that their offense has struggled in camp, but that that graffiti mural of him um, that puts him in the in the sunken place that looks uh, like the yeah. get-out thing. Like that, it's, that haunts me. Like I, I don't know if I can look at Dak Prescott the same way. I guess it's an effective piece it's of art. It's unfair to him. It, maybe it is unfair. Where is this graffiti? But, oh, but yeah, it, it's in it, Dallas. It is. It is just. I don't know. There's something about that. I have. I have not stopped thinking about that since I saw it's that. Effective it was, it was effective. Effective. Yeah. The context, of course, being that Dak Prescott has said openly and publicly that he believes everyone should stand for the anthem, and, and that he's you know supporting everything Jerry Jones said, so siding with his owner and the ownership. You know, and Jerry Jones said like. Just I, I believe yesterday uh, Thursday, you know, like I I love everything that Dak said, and I don't know. There's something to it, so I'm I'm not worried about Dak Prescott that that he's had a tough training camp either. One little Niners yeah. note that th- this game they they started yanking starters immediately by the end of the first quarter because they lost George Kittle, their tight end to a shoulder injury, Matt Who? Breida to a shoulder injury. They had, I think it was Solomon Thomas left with a head injury. With and a they concussion, had t- yeah. Concussion. They had a guy with a hamstring too. I mean, they had Those five are big guys. big players for them. Five guys leave the game in the first 10 minutes. It's like, 
evacuate ship. Feels like so. Kittle's injury, I believe, this morning they said it was not serious. Yep. Um, two more notes uh, in the D.C. area. The Ravens, 2-0. 2-0 start. So the Halfway Ravens' there. nest well, two is squawking right now. Well, they're the only team that can go 5-0. and oh. That's the advantage of playing in the Hall of Fame game. Absolutely. They control their own destiny. Their magic number right now is three. That's, you just get goosebumps thinking what could happen if you, once you five get 5-0 oh beats 4-0. Oh. The last week of the preseason, if they have that opportunity. So we'll track that uh, breathlessly. Also, speaking of uh, that area, so Geis, again, that's a bombshell. Uh, the rookie second-round pick for the Redskins out for the year with a torn ACL. Does it open the door, West for your boy Adrian Peterson to get a job? That's a good question. My assumption is that they'll try they'll turn to Rob Kelly and Samaj Pirine first with Chris Thompson playing mm. on passing downs. I no, I, I just feel like they would look in house on that one. If ever there was a team though, I could kind of it it just somehow makes a little sense that they'd give give Peterson a shot, you know, not every team I think would and I feel like know. a Dan Snyder. I, it kind of makes sense because you have your passing down back. You really don't have options that you like at all for the power downs. Do you, you're under the impression they don't like Rob Kelly and, and Samaj no, Fit I, Rob? Yeah, I am. Okay. Maybe they didn't like Fat Rob, but they like Fit Rob. Maybe. All right. We will be back on Monday, uh, and we'll recap um, the rest of the preseason action. Uh, as Got well a as special guest on Monday, too. Very special guest. I don't want to even say it yet. No, no, no. But hold on to it. A pretty big fish in, a, uh, in the entertainment It's uh, a sector. genuine superstar. If, yeah, if it happens, a legend of his field. And I'm not talking about Evan Silva. I'm talking about. Well, and it's a we'll he. So wait. let's no, no. It's not little Debbie. We're holding her for another time. <laughs> of course. But, no, he said. Would have to be the most famous person ever on this podcast. Yes, mm. little De- maybe little Debbie adjacent. Adjacent to little Debbie. <laughs> we'll get to it. You'll find out hopefully, unless this person uh, does not actually come on the show, and then. Everyone will just be annoyed about us, <laughs> as usual. Um, all right, that's it. This is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, and Lindsay Bolton behind the glass. Bitcoin Princess, what? Bitcoin yeah. Princess. Like that. Till Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.
At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.